0: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.
1: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th.
2: Jerome, yes I'm Jerome, Jerome is wherever I'm with you, Jerome, yes I'm Jerome, Jerome is wherever I'm with you, Alabama, Arkansas. It's Jerome season, baby! I actually like to think those lyrics, Alabama, Arkansas... Is a little premonition. Maybe we got to take Alabama and Arkansas in the SEC tournament there. Watch out for them. Yeah, well, I don't know what that
1: just was, but you're listening to theater and college hoops. I am the shark. Alongside me is Suby. He is suspended for the first three minutes of this show. We're brought to you by uh, Dash Radio and the Barn Burner Podcast Network. Go subscribe to this podcast on whichever device you use. I actually heard that Tom Coverdale and Dan Dockich subscribe. So you should subscribe as well. Check out this website, barnburner.com, the-barnburner.com, and dash radio, good radio. Uh, and you should also make a, a uh, effort to go follow us on Twitter. You can follow Suby at Suby232 to find out where the feed is, as well as myself, Shark, That is at Shark underscore Ultra, capital B, capital B. We're sponsored by Blue Note Bourbon, artfully crafted, small batch bourbon distilled by some guy in Memphis in honoring the Memphis Blues. Be noteworthy, Memphis. i purposefully tried to take my time reading that uh that ad as well as our intro in the beginning we're about one and a half minute into his three minute suspension he was suspended for you know really it was just a a lack of hustle he did not respond to a text in a very in a brief quick enough time he was set up it was one of those texts where you really just get someone on a platter and all he has to do is just say one more thing within the text and Subi, who was interacting within this text thread for a while, you know, he was there for every single step of the way, and then he just was not there for the alley-oop, essentially. So we suspended him. We've got two minutes on this suspension right now, so I know I'm looking at him. Um, and once he comes in, he's going to have the, the floor is his at this point. Um, and he'll be able to introduce the guest that we actually have with us today. It is the Jerome Week. He He sang that tune in the beginning uh, to notify you all of what is happening. And I'm looking at the clock that I have right now. We're getting down to 15 seconds left on the suspension. This is thrilling radio. I I know we're all on the edge of our seats. And I'm actually going to lift the suspension right now. So, Suvi, welcome back to the show.
2: Uh, First thoughts on your suspension and how it's impacted you. Well, it's bullshit because I was... It wasn't because of a lack of hustle. Actually, it was because of hustle why I got suspended. I was hustling at work, right? Unfortunately, I still have a nine-to-five and a miserable cube. So that's why I wasn't able to text you back, number one. Number two, I will give you a hat tip in terms of your – that was Sandy Lyle-esque when he was in the boardroom with Leland Van Loo. oh. Uh, uh. yeah. yeah. So – Hug for you. Not, not too shabby, but you're right. We do have a special guest with us. It is Borket Bork a.k.a.
0: Ozone, a.k.a. Ozy, in the building. What's up, Bork? Welcome Gentlemen, to the Gentlemen, how we doing? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, We're good. We made it. We made it, finally. Um, I'm, I'm here in Boston, for people that are listening, and February is just a complete nightmare. So good to be here. Good to be talking about the drone and excited well that's good that's good
2: luckily it's no longer february though baby calendars in march i know we're in march we made it we made it last week we talked about dufraining which was just (laughs) (laughs) being on your hands and like all fours going through a sewer filled with shit
0: now outside, (laughs) looking up at the heavens with the rain coming down i am familiar with the picture i, I think I, I think i get it yeah that's. It's, i mean it's pretty it's pretty close so uh here we i mean conference tournaments are just getting started a sun got picked up yesterday we had some like initial stuff today but but this weekend man we're talking week one championships auto bids pageantry well, where would you rather be so excited to be here i love it. Shark, sure, why don't you get us start?
1: Well, I, with I, so, last week? I mean, Boar's going to throw out where would I rather be. I'd rather be next week. I mean, I'm excited that the drone is here. It's nice that uh, conference tournaments are starting, but let's be honest, a lot of these games suck. And I'll let you kind of defend that that position later on in the show, Boar. But anyways, last week in the, we're going to keep this brief just because we have a lot of conference tournaments to roll through. Uh, the first thing I wanted to touch on, you know, Tennessee, uh, I have an eye on the game in Mississippi State right now. They're they're kind of boat racing them. Uh, they beat the bag out of Kentucky on Saturday afternoon in Thompson Bowling. Tennessee hasn't lost in two years in Knoxville. They really are putting themselves in a position where they can go back-to-back SEC regular season champs. They were, excuse me, co-champs with uh, Auburn last year. And it's kind of shaping up that way as we get to the home stretch at this point, you have them tied with LSU as we go into this final week. And I know one listener, hotard will be tracking this right now. Um, LSU plays at Florida tomorrow night. If they are tied going into the, uh, if Tennessee loses on Saturday against Auburn, say, say Tennessee goes one-on-one down the stretch. LSU goes down one-on-one down the stretch. LSU Beat them in the head-to-head, so I guess they'll get the one seed in the SEC tournament. But it'll be kind of a split of a regular season championship. So, you know, again, that's things that matter to Subi. That doesn't matter to me. I only care about what happens in one tournament at the end of the year. This could be a banner that you would be happy with, Soup. Other than that, uh, Kentucky's in a dogfight with Ole Miss, um, and you know, it, it's going to be an uphill battle for Kentucky to win the SEC regular championship regular season championship at this point. So in terms of a one seed for them, their only chance of getting it, I think is if they win the sec tournament. And I think if Tennessee, you know, wins out this week and gets to the sec tournament championship, then I think they, they still have a good chance of getting a one seed there.
2: So then who would that be? Right. That would be, I'm looking at all the ones you got Virginia, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and then Duke.
1: So that's the that's the deal. Right now, in the top four, you have three ACC teams. You got North Carolina, Virginia, and Duke. You got to. I mean, only one of them is going to win the conference tournament. So whoever wins a conference tournament, assuming it's not you know Florida State or you know Virginia Tech or something, it's one of those top four teams. Then well, top three teams, I guess. That team will be a one seed. And then if Virginia doesn't win the ACC tournament and they went out. They're going to be a one seed. Their only losses are to Duke. So there's going to be two ACC teams that I think the only one that wouldn't be on there would be North Carolina if North Carolina doesn't win the ACC tournament. And then Gonzaga, Gonzaga is going to win. Uh, you know, no one's taking them down this year. And the what's it? The WCC. I, I never know what
2: it stands for, but West Coast Conference. West and Coast Conference. You're yeah. you need to blame for that because they're going to get the number one overall seed and it's because you guys relinquished that number one spot a couple of weeks ago against Tennessee. So you know how much it really pisses me off. Yeah, but
1: that's the thing. Like what,
2: what's everyone so mad at us about? I'm, I'm
1: sorry. We went into LSU and lost to, to LSU. The top the team. Yeah.
2: You, you relinquished it to Gonzaga. That's, that's the only thing. If it was any other team, I'd be fine.
1: I don't know. I don't know. But you actually are, are setting me up for what else I wanted to discuss last week. And that is your boys. And I'm going to give you an opportunity here. To speak uh, in defense of your boys. Nevada went into Logan. And this, fellas, I'm looking in this group chat right now. I'm looking in the members on this show, and we all have a mutual friend that I would like to discuss and bring to the forefront. Because Nevada Wolfpack, they went into Logan, Utah on um, what was that, Saturday night, and they played Utah State. Utah State beat them, they stormed the court. Jordan Caroline started crying because apparently he's never been in a position where he's you know faced adversity before in his entire life and on a basketball court, and you know screaming all over about oh you can't touch me as if he he's stod- Raymond he, uh, Green.
0: He Stoudemired. He went full Stoudemire. Yeah, did that? So, yeah, no, that is just crumbling.
1: And Subi, you said they were the best team on the West Coast at the beginning of this season. That is a quote. I have confronted you about it on Saturday night. You. We're championing this team for the longest time, and right now they're going to be lucky if they end up being a five seed. And I literally can't wait to pick against them in the tournament because they are soft. But anyways, they played Utah State, and the reason I'm bringing this up is who is the guy at Utah State that we all know? Yes. What is Bill Spro? Bill Spro. Bill Spro. Wild Joe.
2: Yeah. If I was Trebek, I would have. He said you were wrong for it because it's wild, Bill Sprout. Uh, yeah. not not on Facebook. Not anymore. I think he's we're a family man. Yeah,
1: he is a family man. He's, he's yeah. We Mr. Are all Sprout. we all made this decision at some point in our college days, going back <laughs> ten years to friend. If you guys don't remember it, he was the fat guy at Utah State when they were a popular twelve seed in the tournaments. He would stand behind the basket. And he would take his shirt off. He would dress like Peter Pan,
0: or he dressed like Cupid, and he tried to distract the free throw shooters every single time. He and, kind well. of, he kind of invented that. I, at least in my mind, he sort of invented the what the curtain of distraction and, and all of this bizarre shit that goes on behind free throw. He's, is, I don't, I could be way off, but he in my mind is the OG hilarious background to a free throw.
1: He absolutely is. And it, you, can, you can YouTube him right now. You can search Bill Sprout, Wild Bill, Utah State, and ESPN would do graphics about you know, free throw percentage when he, Bill Sprout, was back behind, behind uh, the free throw line. And we all know him just because we randomly all Facebook friended him way back when, and he gladly accepted it. So I can report that as of end of last week, he was trying to get tickets to go to that game against Nevada. I hope he was in attendance I hope he was shirtless and I hope he's watching on Selection Sunday because I think Utah State might be sneaking in there on what is a historically bad bubble.
2: That was a huge win for Utah State against Nevada. So, first and foremost, to defend Nevada and defend myself, I picked Utah State. So, you know, I have nothing to really defend here. I, I was right in that, in that prediction. Wait, no, I'm going to stop you before you keep going. You understand the
1: disconnect where you make a grandiose prediction at the beginning of the year about how good Nevada is, and then you at pick time, against them. Like you, you you win either way. You get that, right? You're, you're setting yourself up to win either way. I'm not called, impressed with your Utah State pick.
2: Yeah, it's called making yourself look good. At that point in time, they were the best team on the West Coast. They've struggled as of late, number one. Number two, if you want to call me a flip-flopper or a hypocrite, I'm going to say the same thing about you because Jordan Caroline was your boy. I'm a Martin brothers guy. All right. Jordan Caroline is your guy. You were the one that said he's the only one with a nutsack on the team. And then I he, that, though. I mean, look, I love what he did. I think it's going to be a rallying point for this team. All right. And I cannot wait to see them against Nevada, or Utah state in their conference tournament. So I'm very happy with what Jordan Caroline did. They aren't playing that well, but that's that's besides the point because I do want to focus in on Wild Bill Sproat. Or I think you're right in this sense. He was the OG. He was the innovator of ISO distraction behind the hoop, free throw distractions, and all of that good stuff has been going on for quite a while. Thunder sticks, but it was a collective group effort from the people behind the
0: behind the hoop and and, 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 it, and the creativity, the ingenuity. I mean, I be- he was a Chippendales dancer. I think in one of them. that's one of the best it's one of the best things i've ever seen uh so yeah i mean he's a legend and and i i've been rooting for the aggies ever since yeah he's
2: he's absolutely an innovator he he should go down with the naismiths of the world the dean smiths of the world (laughs) the the true pioneers of college (laughs) basketball because he, he started the iso distraction
0: yeah. No, in Springfield in Springfield they should just put a a brass bust of him just chipping Dalesing. You know, none none
1: of us are fathers. None of us are very far in our life right now. And um, you know, people often say that there's nothing more satisfying than watching your kids grow up and, you know, walk walk across a graduation stage <laughs> or something. There's nothing more satisfying than sending a friend request to a fat man who distracts on free throws 3,000 miles away from where I grew up and seeing him develop on Facebook before my eyes and and what appears to be a good life that he's living. So, Oh, my
0: God,
2: yeah. yeah. Real quick, before you move on there, Shark, I knew exactly – I remember exactly where I was when I smashed the friend request button. It was 2011 spring break. I was down in the Carolinas, first in Myrtle Beach for St. Patty's Day. But the exact physical location was in a campus apartment in Raleigh, North Carolina at NC State. When I just said, fuck it, I'm friending this guy.
1: A piece that we're not you know, addressing here is the fact that he just randomly accepts all these friend requests. Like he doesn't know who we are.
0: We know him. I bet our chats, because we all chatted them up too. Like, right? if you, I think that was like yeah. a big part of our, our college years was getting drunk and being like, "Who's gonna message Sprot?" Uh, <laughs> that's probably I should poor preparation on our part. I think that's probably buried in the archives of Messenger. I think he said Mahalo to me once because I think he's into like Hawaii, <laughs> but, but, but now we're getting way off base. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I got nothing.
2: I, I don't think I have the balls to to say hi to him. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> there he is. suby is verifying that he he's never reached out to him. So all right, anyways, the last thing to bring up on last week in the is just um I alluded to this that I might go to the game last week and I did. I went to the Georgetown seat Hall game it was a double overtime thriller. I got to be honest, both teams stink. Not very good. Not very skilled on the court. There's about one good player. It was Miles Powell. He had about 39 points. He was the only guy, only guy on Seton Hall capable of scoring. So if your brackets come out in two weeks from now and you're thinking about Seton Hall, just know that you're going to be in for a good 40 minutes of slugging it out. Uh, and then on the Georgetown side, it was a good crowd. I mean, they do it where the where the Wizards play uh, at the Verizon Center, Capital One Arena, whatever it's called now. And Georgetown, I mean, th- they got this guy on their team. He's, he's a six foot ten, six foot 11 senior, Jesse Govan. And he literally, he, he moves up and down the court. Like he's Greg Oden at 35 years old, but this guy's a 21 year old guy. And, I, you know, it was, it was a cool environment. There's kids there and there, you know, there's a kid sitting behind me that was super, he was a Georgetown fan, which I respected, you know, cause I grew up rooting for Boston College, so the, it's few and far between finding people that actually care about the sport. And this kid was super into the game. And then he starts kind of. Govan hits a huge three in double overtime, and this guy's like, "Govan's a first round pick." And I, I, I turned around, and I looked at him, I'm like, "Bro, I, I, I respect everything you're about. I expect. I, I respect the fact that you're standing on a table for your team here, but there's no way in fucking hell that Jesse Govan is getting drafted in the first round." I mean, nobody knows who he is. He can barely move up and down the court. And this kid just stuck to his guns. He was coming at me, and I respected it. Um, so, well, so just, go ahead. Here's a question: How old is he? He was he, he was with two chicks, so I, I give him credit. Um, he was probably either a <laughs> senior. He was a senior, or he was fresh kill. out of the first time. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he was mad. I so my buddies will tell you, like I, I'm arguing with him, and you know, it gets to the point where like normally when I'm arguing with someone, I always want to place a bet with them. I'll I'll place a bet like right on the spot. And then as I'm thinking that in my head, I'm looking at this kid. I'm like, I'm never going to see this guy again. I only go to one Georgetown game a year. Um, this guy's going to care way more than I am. He's asking me for my information to settle up on the bet. I don't want to give this guy my information. So I just said, my wallet's out in front of me at this point. And then I looked inside my wallet. I had like 45 bucks. I had a two twenties and a five. And I audibled. Rather than place a bet with this kid that I'm never going to see it again in my life, I just took the five dollars and I just gave him five bucks and I said, "Hey, your opinion sucks. Just take <laughs> take this five bucks." And that's how it ended. Wow.
0: So you a, younger, came- a younger Shark Ultra BB wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have gone down that path. Yeah. Whereas, I was- mean, without question, what Sue? So what are the odds? that, <laughs> that shark doesn't say something when someone's spouting off that Jesse Govan (laughs) is going to be a first-rounder. A million to one? So, good for you. you. you.
2: I'm glad you did that, though, because anyone who says Jesse Govan is a first-round pick needs to get slapped up some of the head. See, here I was thinking it was some 12-year-old, 11-year-old native of the DMV area who grew up, is growing up a Georgetown fan. If he said that, fine, let it slide, let the kid enjoy his time there. This just sounds like a kid who he might have been to as many Georgetown basketball games as you have. This is what it sounds like. He's like, oh, okay. I'm looking at the team program. I hear about Jesse Govan. He's our senior. He's been here forever. And one of our more prolific players in the program, he's probably a first round pick, right? He kept This was the one stat he kept hurling at me. He's like,
1: he shoots over 40% from three. And I'm I'm like, "Uh, great, man. (laughs) Like good for him. Yeah, he can extend, but he can't move. The guy literally can't move. I'm, I, I really hope Georgetown makes the tournament so you can get a look at this guy. He, 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 I've gotten a few. He's you know, the, yeah, He's the senior leader. He's the senior leader. I give him credit, and he had, he had some big shots at the end of that game. But I, I cannot fathom a scenario where he's playing in this modern-day NBA when everyone moves as quick <laughs> as they can. So, how, did, hey, uh, more how did Ewing look? Sad? Yeah, I mean he was he was adamant. He was getting fired up on the sidelines. So it was, it was a good game. It was a good college he's doing basketball. Doing a pretty good job. I, I thought I yeah. thought he was
0: going to be. He is
1: doing a good job. A I will say, player. our our boy Mac McClung did not play well. Could oh, not. Oh, and his look right now he's doing he's yeah. doing the headband with the long sleeve T shirt underneath. It's
0: come on, Mac. He's got a buzz, buzzed head now. He's he should have kept the flow. Yeah, a little flow that he had, but he I shouldn't. thought in my contract i wasn't gonna to have to talk about mcclung on this podcast all
1: right well i'll switch the topic real quick the one other one. notable item in that game was there was a point when i James the keno jay the point guard on georgetown's dribbling it up the seton hall point guard smacks the floor a keno <laughs> drives right in gets an M one <laughs> right in his face and then they inbound it to the Seton Hall point guard and J picks him up full court and smacks the floor right in his face and that that was like the perfect basketball sequence right there.
2: I really never understood why anyone slaps the floor. First of all it's I I feel like at that point in the game you've expended so much effort. It takes a good amount to like lean at your own waist and slap the floor with any sort of authority and then I'd always just be afraid of not getting back up in my defensive stance in time, and the player's just gonna run right by me, which is exactly what happened. It's it's just a lose-lose situation. No one's gonna say, Oh, what a defensive effort sparked by a floor slap.
1: Crowd gets into it though. Can't do it on the road. <laughs> the
2: fucking on the road. road. Yeah. Incredible. But yeah, that's all I got. All right. Upcoming feet, I and mean, again, I'll keep this brief. Two big games, excuse me, three big games that I want to touch on. Two of them are actually big. The other is just sort of a bubble game as a Pac-12 guy that I want to talk about. So we'll start there. Arizona, ASU, Arizona firmly out of the tournament. ASU is a bubble team. I think Linardi has them as one of the last four in. They travel to Tucson next this upcoming Saturday. It's senior night in Tucson. It's a rivalry game. Arizona very well could knock them off the bubble. Depending on what ASU does in the Pac-12 tournament, who knows. But if U of A beats them in Tucson this Saturday, I think that places ASU outside of the bubble. Keep in mind Hurley just got his first win against Sean Miller in Arizona earlier this year. So this game becomes all the more important down in Tucson. That's all I'm going to say about it because those two programs fucking stink. The other two marquee games, though, Michigan travels to Michigan State. Another revenge game there. Michigan Michigan State defeated Michigan earlier this year I can't really get a pulse on Michigan State man like I want to take them very far into the final four because they have quite literally the most perfect college point guard in Cassius Winston such a distributor he can score when you need to I think he had 13 or 14 assists against Indiana but that dovetails nicely into the reason why I may not want to take them very far they've lost Indiana twice I can't get a pulse on Michigan state, not to mention they are riddled with injuries. So I may need some help in determining whether or not I want to take Michigan state going far.
1: Yeah, I I think they're down. I mean, between Josh Lankford and Nick Ward, that's arguably their two best players going into the season and they're both out. We don't know when they're going to come back. Lankford could be, what's that? I uh, Last I heard, Lankford was out for the regular season. He might show up for the tournament. And Nick Ward, he broke his hand. He's in his cast. I mean, he can come back at some point from that. I mean, those are the two guys they need if they want to win it. Uh, without them, I, I don't see it happening. So it's a cool story. They won in Michigan last week, but you got you got to have more firepower power than what they're working with right now.
2: I think Kyle Aarons is out as well for Michigan State So. You're right. Not enough firepower. We'll see what the roster looks like going into March, but that's a big time game in the Breslin center. And then the other game, obviously the best rivalry in all the sports Carolina hosts Duke. This time we expect Zion Williamson to be playing. Obviously he played the first 20 seconds before his shoe just completely blew up to smithereens, but zion has been out ever since that game. He expects to make his return this upcoming Saturday against Carolina. And then, play into the ACC tournament. Huge game for both teams. This, could, this is a top five matchup. This is going to go a long way in determining where they are in the NCAA tournament. And that very well could be one one to two line. And I know you said Carolina pretty much has to win the ACC tournament in order to stay at that one line. I think if they beat Duke, so they sweep Duke, and then if they get to the title game of the ACC tournament, I think you got to put them at the one line.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I'm sure this weekend they'll be they'll be favored to win. Um, and if they can get to the final, I, I, w- I would agree with that. I, I, I think know. I phrased it as they're the most likely of those ACC teams to fall out off the one line. But I, I could have said it the wrong way.
2: I don't know if they're going to be favored, though, to be honest with you, Father, because they In suck the- Clemson. They very well could have lost that game against Clemson. And Duke's going to have a full loaded roster.
1: Duke, uh, but I mean, Duke was very fortunate against Wake tonight. And yeah. uh, the game's going to be in Chapel Hill, guaranteed North Carolina's favorite.
2: That's going to be some theater, though. I'm very much looking forward to that game. So, three games to watch Michigan State, Michigan, Duke, Carolina. And if you are a masochist, masochist? sorry, like myself, you can watch Arizona ASU, but only if you have time.
1: Agreed. All right, Soup, why don't you give we didn't really do much of an intro for Bora in the beginning. Probably nobody probably knows who this other guy is on the show. Just
0: a vagrant. Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> this, isn't, getting... this isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so so for, for yeah, for the reason I'm here, did you guys explain on the last show what the Jerome is? Because we asked- I think that probably bears some repeating.
2: Yeah, so we asked Sorrett what his not really what his interpretation of the Jerome is, but what it means to him. So we're going to give you the same opportunity. Tell us what the Jerome is and what it means to you, boy. Okay.
0: It means everything to me. Um, So the Jerome, the Send It In Jerome classic was something that, uh, I first of all, I did not come up with. Um, It's been around for 17 years, I think. The the original guy, the guy that runs sort of the not – it's open to anyone. You can do it online. It's closed this year, but you, I mean, uh, you can find him And I think, at Keeper of the Jerome 18 or whatever. Uh, basically came up with a way of scoring conference tournaments to have the same skin in the game that you have in a, in a March Madness. Um, I found out about it because in 2016, Holy Cross beat Bucknell, is the weirdest thing. So Holy Cross beat Bucknell. What's that? Four years ago now, um, three years ago, and and uh, they were a number nine seed that beat a number one, and it was blowing up by like local writers were like chuckling to themselves because of this secret league of people that were in this Send It and Jerome tournament uh, because three people had Holy Cross out of like one thousand. And the, the idea of it is just essentially pick the winner of the tournament, but you're incentivized to pick, you know, three seeds and worse, five seeds and worse. Uh, so if something like that happens, a big deal. So I, I launched it with, what, just a handful of our friends a few years ago. Just a local one on our email. Just a few good men, and then it's slowly <laughs> I mean, a band of brothers. We did it. We loved it. We immediately fell in love with the fact that these conference tournaments that had a ton of potential for people to like college basketball. All of a sudden they matter towards, you know, your, your, your bracket in this sense and gained a ton of traction with just other people's friends. It's, it's growing every single year. I haven't even launched into, again, this is all on an Excel document on an email chain. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of work, but it's basically a way to make conference tournaments fun. And I fucking love it now. So, Excited to be back in, but that's, yeah, that's just the, the gist of it.
1: So, you know, I guess a little deeper background here, you know, the Providence crier, you've been referenced a few times by the crier when he's been on the show beforehand, you're also a Providence fan, correct?
0: Yes. I live with your, I live with your recurring guest. Yay. <laughs> so, we're, we're, despite, we're <laughs> despite knowing you guys for, for 12, what? 15 some odd years. Uh, the recurring guest happens to be my roommate. He was my in on this show. Uh, and But anyways, I, yeah, so I've been sort of the keeper of the this Jerome tournament for you guys uh, and love it and love to talk about it more than anything. The problem is no one knows what it is. We're so, giving you a platform. Uh, this is, this is the platform. It's beautiful. And really a recruiting tool, which is all I can ask for. That's all we uh, need. Because, I mean, it's, 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 it's growing at a ridiculous clip. So, uh, yeah. Good to be here. Good to go. So there's 13, there's 13 conferences for this week one though. Yeah. So <laughs> we got, we some, got
1: some work there. to do. Let's start there. So essentially the conference tournaments started on Monday, uh, March 4th, the first one being the Atlantic sun. So as the keeper of the Jerome for this league, what you would do is you would compile almost like an Excel spreadsheet and you'd send it out to everyone involved in the pool as if it's a March madness pool that you do at the office or your group of friends or whatever. And you're essentially asking, "Hey, pick a winner out of all the conference tournaments that start in this week, this upcoming week." So, for instance, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, March seventh, the win- the conference tournaments that begin from March fifth to March twelfth, and that and I, I kind of chastised this a little bit in the beginning of the show. I said these are all the kind of the shit conferences. So do you, first of all do you have a reaction to that am, am i
0: wrong by no no i'm a, i'm agreeing okay here's the problem Actually, <laughs> thank you for for just floating up this alley-oop uh people that join the tournament are so fired up when i tell them that the deadline's monday they, they expect sort of that like thursday first round mm-hmm. of like oh my god like the, the sandwich is full uh this let, let's get it going these games, yeah, the games suck for the most part of this week. It's a lot of really shitty teams playing pretty half-decent teams. But as soon as, – and, and, and to make matters worse, it's, it's on ESPN Plus and, like, ESPN 3 and like God knows what. So you're streaming it from your Xbox yeah, yeah. One. Like, what, what did I sign up to this stupid kid's why, – why did I give this guy money? <laughs> uh, but, it's, yeah, as soon as we get into, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday – you're getting every single day. ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU is going to have conference championships that matter and it gets awesome. Um, and explain the point system
1: a little bit. So let, let's take the A sun just because it's the first league to get going here. Um, yeah. Super bat, easy. Super easy. So if you come in for, if you pick a, let's say, Lipscomb is in the A sun, right? Yep. So, Lips, right.
0: yeah, Lipscomb's the, the the top team this year. That's the
1: top team. If Lipscomb, if you pick Lipscomb as the number one seed to win it all, if they if they win the A some tournament, how many points are you going to get
0: for that? They get five. They and get five. They get, so, it's it's super basic. So, if yeah, your team makes the finals, the conference tournament finals, no matter what, you get two points. If your if your team wins the league. You get those two points plus an additional three points. And then, if your team is three seeded or four seeded, you get an additional two points, so seven, as opposed to five if they were a top two team. And then, if they were a five or below, which doesn't happen nearly as much as you'd expect, you get another two points on top of that. So, you're getting, if you pick a conference winner, you're getting five points if it's a top two team, seven points if it's three or four. And then nine, if you picked for whatever reason a five seed or below. But looking at the at the the run for this week, I think there's a couple already that have a shot. But that's well, I mean, that's the basic of the scoring.
1: It, it, you can look at the, kind of the Power Five conferences and look at the five seeds and below, and automatically, at least in the Pac twelve Pac twelve, it's kind of open outside of Washington. You can look for sure. I would even go towards the Big Ten. Penn State's a hot team right now, and you could see the yeah. you could see it in the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't get you don't get the same spread of good teams in most mid majors and, and like God, what do you call yeah. it, the Northeast Conference? Is that a low major? Does that exist? Uh, the North, it's, the North, I mean, you get you get a you get a lot of for Christ's sake. There was one league that w- that we're gonna go through today. The top two seeded teams have losing overall records. <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> but that's the beauty of the Jerome. You know, you, you exactly. got to embrace the madness of it. So exactly. And so, the way I look at it, the way I look at it for
2: is the first week here of the Jerome. Yeah, these teams suck, but, but it's getting your reps in for when you got to just watch all the basketball in two heavy weeks. Reps,
0: heavy reps, yeah, yes. Mamba know. mentality. Uh, it, it's yeah. I mean, it does sort of. Here is the problem. My NCAA bracket picking has struggled in the three years that we've done the Jerome because I fall in love with these guys. And all yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got Lehigh in my elite eight. I don't know what the hell is happening. And, you know, you, I mean, you take the good with the bad. But.
2: Perfect example of that is I had the dominatrix in San, South Dakota State beating Ohio State last year because I fell in love with him. Obviously, Dom's actually really fucking good, but he's like their only player. <laughs> you look at Ohio State, who's a big ten battle tested team with pretty decent ball players across the floor and you're like, "Oh no, 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 Dom can take this entire team
0: and like then, Dom you know, like Dom is the Bill Brasky of the Jerome at this point i mean it's it's unbelievable uh he I almost had to pick against him this year because will we get one single person that doesn't put the South Dakota State Jackrabbits playing in Sioux Falls?" In the uh, summit conference in uh, so yeah, it, it's awesome, so you, you do kind of learn a bit more about these teams. It, it, it matters now, and I think the hit rate on people falling in love with the tournament, and signing up again is close to a 100. and I have one person one, one person hasn't been like, "No, I'll, I'll hold off." <laughs> I, I, I got to catch up on uh, Russian doll uh, so, so it's been great. Don't, I don't want to bet on
2: college basketball when it's March. But without further ado, let's say we dive into this shit and go conference by conference here for this first week. Let's kick it off with the America East.
0: for your pick. Stony Brook Seawolves, the number the number two seed. Um, what seed? What's that? I, okay, I also say we say the pick and then the seed. Okay, so I have the Stony Brook Seawolves. They're the two seed. America East is one of these conferences that doesn't have a, a neutral site. The rule of thumb, it, my thinking is you got to take a top team in one of these. They're going to be home court almost all the way. Vermont's the top dog. Taylor Copenrath isn't walking through that door. TJ Sorrentine isn't walking through. Their top guy's named Lamb. That's the least intimidating last name I've ever heard. So, yeah, I'm going I'm to roll with them. Thank you. Shark, you got? Uh, I'm, trying,
1: I'm trying to pull it up right now. I'm looking at my email. What, what conference are we in right now?
2: America East. You pull that up, I'll, I'll take over here. I'm going to go with the Retrievers, baby. UMBC, the three seed. Oh, my, yeah. I totally buried the lead there. Yeah, Jesus. All because of what they did last year. 100% because of what they did last year. The first <laughs> episode of this podcast, we said – If you're looking for the X's and O's, if you're looking for the in-depth analysis, you've come to the wrong place. I'm taking the retrievers because of 100% what happened last year. And it's a great value pick. They're the three seed, right? So they have tournament experience. They beat the number one overall seed last year. Give me the – they're the retrievers, right? Not the terriers. Yeah, they're the retrievers. And I'm also going to take them because of their amazing Twitter account. Their Twitter account has been on fucking – fire for the past calendar year and it's going to continue in the america east tournament and then i can just see in a in on selection sunday when gumball's talking to us clark kellogg barkley i'm sure barkley shares the same sentiments barkley might even fuck around and pick those guys in, in the actual tournament just because of their performance last year so give me umbc baby
1: Yeah, I'm not taking UMBC. I just realized my mishap there. Um, I'd sent the email, and I forgot to do the America East, so I'm already in violation of the Jerome right now. But I would put Three-minute
2: suspension. That's that's
1: absurd. I mean, you're free to levy suspensions. I'm just looking. Technically, in the email sent out by the Jerome, the America East wasn't included in there. I guarantee I got every single one of my other picks lined up for where the uh, hyperlink was included. But anyways, I remember on Sunday I was looking at this. I was torn between Stony Brook and Hartford, and I saw that they were actually playing uh, on Sunday. And I said, whoever wins this game, that's who I'm taking. And Stony Brook went on the road into Hartford, the beautiful crown jewel of Central Connecticut, and beat them by five. And the only reason I was thinking about Hartford was just because they beat Boston College this year, shockingly. Yet, you know, a whole bunch of fans at BC want to keep the head coach. That's a different topic for a different day. But I do, I I think I am going to side with Stony Brook as my pick in the America East. So Boris, you wouldn't mind just update my log over there. Love it. This is my noted Noted
0: and logged Uh, and to boot their coach is a Thad Mata guy. Unless that makes you want to
1: change your, uh, no, that makes me want to double down if I can, because <laughs> I want I want Coach Mata and Chestnut Hill next year if he can pull it off.
0: Yeah, what seed were they? They're the two. Yeah. So two. so yeah, basically with that with this with America East, you have Vermont's twenty four and six, Stony Brook's twenty four and seven, your boys UMBC's nineteen and twelve, and then it's just falls off a cliff. So you see a lot of that with the the tournaments. Beautiful. Let's head over to the Atlantic sun what who you got Atlantic sun kicks off, kicks off the drone every year. I took the Liberty flames, uh, the two seed it's basically lip Scum's league, but Liberty's not getting nearly the notoriety that they are. So this is just purely uh, I think everybody's going to take lip scum cause they knocked off Florida Gulf coast last year. They're the scum funny name they brought back everyone uh so yeah I I, I I like liberty this year
1: bad pick the pick is lipscomb lipscomb <laughs> absolutely lights it up here's a trivia question for you which presidential candidate announced that he was running for president at liberty university
2: how recent anyway, 16 recent was it oh. trump oh. wrong is he a ten- Is he, wait, Ted
1: Cruz, Ted Cruz. So
0: it's, it's an evangelical school.
1: It is Ted Cruz all over that. So he's probably backing them on the Jerome, but I will not be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the the, only, as well, the only only other thing you are. Yeah. Yeah, The only things of notes are, uh, you see NJIT already knocked off Florida Gulf coast. I did. I mean, that's the, that's the school to put the A son on the map. First of all, it's called the Atlantic Sun. It's all teams in, you know, Florida or right by Florida, and then NJIT, <laughs> who was the only Division One independent like two years ago, just crept yeah. right in there and knocked off the king. I'm, I'm, my emotional pick would have been them. I just didn't have the balls to pick them. Dude, they
2: they do that though. Didn't NJIT beat Syracuse a couple years ago in an exhibition game up in Syracuse? Either They're that or they wild went. Hard
0: yeah no they're so they're, they're i mean i'm i'm pulling for them i also love just how how much of a how much of a gunslinger whoever's running the atlantic sun is the one of the other teams in the tournament is is northern alabama was just promoted from d2 to division one <laughs> they won and seven in, or nine in, in, in any other league they wouldn't be allowed in the conference tournament this guy was just like fuck it if they win Who knows? You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Other funny thing about the Atlantic Sun. (laughs) We could just, this could be an Atlantic Sun hour of podcast. Uh, There's (laughs) there's nine teams in the Atlantic Sun. This is a quarterfinal, semifinal, final bracket setup, right? So eight teams make the tournament. The Stetson Hatters were sitting at home (laughs) as the only team. That didn't make it. <laughs> uh, Kennesaw State was like 7 and 24. Stetson was 6 and 25, and they were like, get lost. So, so I just thought that was <laughs> hilarious. Musical chairs for, for who makes the conference tournament. Oh, all
2: right. So we got two scummies, me and Shark. Uh, and then you got Liberty,
0: the Ted Cruises. Yep. All right. Big South. Four. I am going with the. Bit of a theme here. I've gone with a lot of two-seeds so far. Number two seed, the Radford Highlanders, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, yeah, that, that's my pick. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a little detail later.
1: <laughs> okay. Obviously, I remember, I remember they were the team last year. They hit that huge buzzer yeah. beater, right, at the game in Radford. Yep. So yep. That's, that's stuck in my memory. But, I mean, you got, you got to pick Chris Clemens, though. I mean, come on you don't want to see that guy in the tournament as a 15 seed or a 16 seed going up against UVA. And you got Chris Clemens throwing up as many points as UVA has. And, you know, 18 minutes of play. So, oh,
0: I mean, he, he's, 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 he's Nate Robinson in exactly college hoops. Uh, he's got, I think he got 3000 points. Oh yeah. So, I mean, that's
1: my logic. I, I, I want to root for them. I don't know anything about these other fucking teams. And in, in this conference, I, and, and plus, you know, he's a two seed, but they've won four straight going into the tournament. I like finding teams that are hot going into it. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Uh, Campbell's a 2 seed. No, they, uh, they're the one seed. Yeah, one seed. Oh. They're, they're the same record as Radford, but I think they're the one seed.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've found my notes. I, I would like uh, – please allow me to retort. Go ahead. Retort, Radford yeah. is a front-of-the-Jersey team, not the back-of-the-Jersey <laughs> team. Chris, Chris Clemens and Campbell is – is he leading the country in points per game? Yeah, 30, yeah, 30 points a game. Uh, they beat Texas. They beat Notre Dame. I know those teams aren't what they usually are, but it's like whenever you see any high major losing to a team, you just take them. I mean, that, that's, that's Jerome 101. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. But, I, I mean, again, this is three teams in a row now where I'm just expecting people to take someone, and I'll take the other team that's almost as good. I'm doing some deep diving research right now. Radford's got a guy named Leroy
1: Butts the fourth on their team. It's six <laughs> minutes a
2: game. <laughs> I might have to I might have to retract, but i want to I wanna change my pick so bad. I mean
0: did you go Soup, did you go uh you go Camels as well?
2: Yeah, I'm going Camels okay. strictly because of Clemens. Uh I gotta take the score, man. That's all I wanna see. Um, I bet
0: I bet we'll see a couple of Winthrop Eagles because Winthrop's one of those teams that you just, you you just know they're going to be a bunch of tough, super athletic guys that probably can't shoot. And I think they're a three seed. Uh, So yeah, I thought about that, but I don't know. I think it's probably one of those two teams that we're going for.
2: No, Winthrop's Winthrop's definitely one of those teams. That's just always around This is like their week to shine, but I got to go with the best scorer in college basketball right now. Chris Clemens, baby. Yeah. All right. Let's head up to our neck of the woods where orig- we're originally from the colonial. We got boy in the colonial. The, c- the CAC.
0: <laughs> I am for the CAC. I guess did they just did they drop the C because people were saying it sounds like cock? CAA. No. Oh, go. Um yeah, I'm going with the Car- the College of Charleston 3C. This is my first bonus pointer. Um, because the tournament's in Charleston. Neutral site game in Charleston. Um, I wanted to take Hofstra and Justin Wright Foreman, and he's one of the best mid-major players this year. He's averaging like 25 a game. Um, and I think their offense is nuts. I think they just shoot a million threes. They shoot like you know, 80, 80, 90 points per game. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the hometown team. That's the three seed.
1: I'm taking the two seed, Northeastern northeastern's hot getting into the tournament they've been tested i the only reason i'm actually doing this i don't have any stats i just remember betting a game wicked early in the year it was northeastern versus alabama third game of the season i happened to be in vegas when i made this bet too because i had nothing better going on and i bet northeastern because they were getting like eight points and they won so i'm thinking they you know, they just win they beat the shit out of them exactly and then they got destroyed by virginia tech the next day because i also bet that game but i'm going in i started the year on northeastern and i'm going to leave the year on the jerome with northeastern
0: i'm I'm rolling with them you know about their their best player this year Northeastern's pretty pretty damn good uh, uh, uh Pusaka. their best their best player is a serbian yeah okay. <laughs> <Lots of Pusaka. laughs> he's great so yeah huh. i mean they're, they're they're good too my only yeah.
1: issue is with your the last time i played in charleston they lost uh at the College
0: of Charleston by nine points. But it was a high-scoring affair. Anything can happen in the tournament. Charleston almost beat Auburn last year. Remember that? In the in the NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah,
1: And then Auburn lost by 50 points to Clemson the next game.
2: <laughs> yeah. I will be taking the Huskies as well. Nap, I think we're on a similar wavelength right now, which kind of sucks. I don't like that.
1: But I'm very concerned.
2: <laughs> it pisses me off. But I'm taking Northeastern as well. Looking at their schedule, they actually haven't beaten all these big time teams in their conference at the very least. But at the two seed, they're a good value pick. And I think this is when they turn turn the corner and they finally beat College of Charleston in the tournament, in their tournament at least. So give me Northeastern. All right. What are we after the Colonial? The Horizon League. If we're not three on
0: this, if we are not three for three on this, I'll be very upset or start I mean, us off on the road. I mean, yeah, it's the Norse. It is the what? North Kentucky Norse. 100 out of a hundred times. Uh, be- probably that my favorite mascot in sports and they, they, they keep getting better and better. I think their best player is this big white guy named McDonald. So I think there's a joke in there about McDonald's always delivering or something. I just didn't think of it yet, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with them for sure.
1: That's clearly, clearly, you guys have not played NCAA March Madness 2006 relatively recently because you're looking at a team that is athleticism and conditioning up and down the roster. The big boys from Oakland, the three seed, that's the pick to win this bracket. I know they're 15 and 16. I know that they've lost on the road against just atrocious <laughs> teams like Georgia and Northeastern well, it's kind of hypocritical from what I said earlier, but w- whatever they, they, they play a tough schedule though. They've played Michigan state. They've played Xavier. They've played, uh, Michigan state and Xavier. I mean, i tell you, they, they, they're doing what they can right now. They're doing what they can. They've won four straight going into the tournament. What did I tell you at the beginning of this little segment? I said, I like teams that are stringing together some wings wins no bad boys are hot here the bad boys the bad boys are hot their first game looks like it's against youngstown state i got a good feeling about the golden grizzlies this year
0: okay (laughs) we need to do we need need to do a 30 second sidebar on why that pick happened because there's that's steeped in history of our our friendship (laughs) well and and i i I kind of touched on
1: it on the side a little bit but it's literally that video game we would play this video game and the bad boys from oakland they had this well-conditioned, you know, <laughs> crafted by God center that could block anyone's shot. Wayne, I mean, Wayne Simeon, I think, was the great player on Kansas in that game. This guy from Oakland was it? He was like David
0: Robinson. I, I mean, I don't yeah. know who he is. I one hundred percent. I one hundred percent thought that that school was in Oakland, California, at the time when I was. We were what thirteen? Oh no, it's in Michigan. We're wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, we and, and the, the, short story is uh, when we were like 12, we, we all did an NCAA 04 Is it probably? I, I think it was. Yeah.
2: I thought it was after Oh four or Oh six. I thought it was much more recent. We like did, 08. we
0: did this long-term dynasty with oral Roberts university. I mean, you could guess why a bunch of 14 year olds picked oral Roberts university as our, <laughs> as, as our ride or die school. And we couldn't beat this fucking team. Oakland uh in all their in all their monsters so to say i i i knew one of you was gonna pick them <laughs> oh
1: i'm uh, picking them every year <laughs> you gotta you gotta do it i mean you gotta do it and it's a, almost in an homage I, I know if i pick oakland i'm gonna get 100 percent effort every single game because i know how <laughs> these guys are i'm,
2: I'm sorry i'm just i'm most mostly upset that you broke the this streak here, the chain. I hate picking the horse. Yeah. Screw the yeah. man. And, and I'm picking them nickname aside. It's all because of that football play that they ran as an inbounds play. And oh yeah, it holds a special place in my heart because Bore and I actually in seventh grade basketball, we were just getting buried by a press, I had no answers for it, except me and Bore literally just ran the weave, the weave, I ran yeah. the weave, so I'm all four teams looking for unconventional ways of breaking a press or getting an inbounds play, getting the ball inbounds. Look at what Northern Kentucky did earlier this year. They literally had a guy hold the ball on the baseline like he was the quarterback, four other players right there on the baseline as well, and they just ran wide receiver routes. Nickname yeah. plus unconventional thinking equals Horizon League title. Go Norse.
0: I love it. I, love, I mean – neither of us pick probably the the best team in the, the conference uh right state's really good again i know they got buried by tennessee and in, in the tournament last year but they brought everybody back they got this guy loud love who is thick. <laughs> he's, he's like two it has i mean he's a very he's a wink wink 280 he's got to be over three bills um and, and that's, this, it's just a bunch of these like white guy bruisers on right state. And I think I remember them all from last year. You literally, cause I was trying to learn more about this guy. Uh, you Google loud and love. Anyone listen, Google loud and love right now. The first video is called loud and love kills a guy. And I thought that was hilarious. So yeah, they're, they're going to be really good too, but it's, it's in Detroit motor city madness. This is one of the ones that's always got weird Stuff going on too, so a lower-seeded team could totally win.
2: All right, Boar. Pick us off with the Metro Athletic, Atlantic Athletic Conference, a MAC, the MAC.
0: All right, I picked. I'm sort of realizing now that I basically went the same route all the way, and I think it's—I don't think it's a very good idea. Uh, but I went with. <laughs> The Canisius Golden Griffins oh man, <laughs> for the MAC. Um, oh my god, dude! I, Iona has absolutely dominated this conference. I didn't realize how bad it was. So they've won three. They've won three straight MAC titles. They've been in the finals six straight times. Um, but this is the this is the conference I was referring to earlier, where the top two teams don't have winning records. So it's just this hodgepodge of like 500 teams for the top five i think anyone could could win it but uh yeah i like the golden griffins only one stat i mean they were nine and five on the road this year road dogs i'll get behind it good good mascot yeah i'm all in
1: I'm on Iona. They're, they're the one seed partially because I don't know much about the teams in this league. And I want to accumulate points in conferences where I don't really know what's going on. So I can make big moves in conferences where I'm really locked in in a tight one. So I I went with Iona. They've been in the tournament a few years in the past. They put up some points and they're hot. Like I said, got to get hot going into the tournament. They have won seven straight games.
2: What happened to Fresh Blood, you guys? I'm all in on Siena, and I'm very happy that all three of us are now diversified in our bonds. Give me Siena. I mentioned Fresh Blood because they have a new coach. He might be in his second year now, Jamion Christian or Jamion Kristen. He replaced the legendary Jimmy Patsos. You can't say that name without having some sort of Greek accent to it. Jimmy Patsos no longer there at Siena at the helm. It's time for a new regime. Give me Jamion and Sienna going to the tournament, punching their bid, and
0: the mac if this was if this was a a race at Saratoga, this would be dynamite. I mean, so the odds on this this conference uh winner alone is like five teams at right around 7 to 2 to like 5 to 1. So you can look up sort of percentage chance odds for any of these conferences right now. And this one is right around 15 to 20 percent for five teams it's rider iona quinnipiac sienna and canisius i think you just if you're a sports better at all you just got you have to bet this conference title like just pick one and and roll with them because i think anyone can win
1: open field and i'm glad you brought up jimmy patsos i (laughs) when i when i was a sports writer at bc i was covering a game that he was at and the greatest coach i've ever seen live (laughs) at any level, Jimmy Patsos.
2: Yeah, got to give some love to Jimmy Patsos. But we mentioned at the beginning when talking about the Jerome how majority of these conferences, there's one or two teams that are clearly above 500, clearly above the rest, and then it's just a huge drop-off. These guys, and this is personally some of my favorite college basketball, is when there's five teams at the top that just all really suck, but they suck together, and it makes for incredibly intriguing hoops. And so I'm going to be focused in on the MAAC the most out of all these conference tournaments
0: uh, for that reason alone. Whoever comes out of this is going to get Murdered. like so badly smoked. It's going to be unbelievable. All these teams suck. Oh, uh, uh, just. <laughs> but It's great, makes for great Jerome. Anyways. It does. Missouri Valley Boar, who you got? And this is my, I think this is my favorite tournament every year. This is Arch Madness held in St. Louis every single year. This is like if you were to Google predictions or blogs about any of these. Nine times out of ten, no one will have written anything about it. They're not the case with the NBC. This is like in Missouri. This is the biggest thing in the world. Um, There's seven teams that are at or above 500. So, like, this is the complete opposite. There's a lot of good teams here. I, I'm picking. And I'll get to it after I hear you guys' picks. This is my one sort of sleeper: the Missouri State Bears this year. Don't poke the Bears. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm all in. They got a new coach this year. I'll explain it later. But who who are you guys taking?
1: I'm on Southern Illinois, the Salukis, and I'm doing this because these guys are battle-tested veterans. They've seen combat. You know, and by combat, (laughs) I mean they've gone on the road to Kentucky and they played Buffalo. And they played three teams in the top 25 and they lost all three of those games, but they've seen it. You know, they've been there. No one else has tested Southern Illinois, the Salukis, you go way back into the early two thousands. This is a tournament team. This is a good team. It's in their fabric. It's in their. It's in that stitching of the uniform when they put on the Salukis, (laughs) that maroon and white, I know what's in them, And I like their draw too, because they're hitting that three seed. They're playing Northern uh, Iowa in the first round. They've beaten Northern Iowa twice. In Iowa, in Salukiville, they'll beat them anywhere. They'll beat them in Bahamas. They'll beat them in Timbuktu. And then they have to just go play Drake. (laughs) I mean, Drake, you kidding me? They can take care of Drake. Boar, you're picking Missouri State. You're going into the tundra. They're playing Loyola-Chicago, the Final Four team from last year. Missouri State's got an uphill battle. The Salukis are just going to coast. Right to arch madness, they're gonna get right there at the end, and they always play this game like right on the weekend in kind of a high profile spot on CBS. So, it's it's, yeah, it's big time. Yeah,
0: this is this is big time, showtime, first weekend stuff. Yep, absolutely incredible that you mentioned
2: <laughs> up in Colonial Chicago. I'm going with Sister Jean, baby. Number one overall seed, Porter Mosier. He's gonna get a big time, maybe not big time, but he's gonna get actual coaching job not just loyal to chicago at some point he's kind of like that guy in south dakota state i forget what's his name bolden holzer or he was your boy early, early this year. we're about to pick him in a few rounds coming up the right. doms we'll get to him in a second but give me loyal to chicago man they're battle tested they're a final four team they don't have this exact same team coming back and they're actually not as good as they were last year clicking at the same time but give me loyal to chicago in the missouri valley man they're going to come back much like UMBC. Again, this is another pick based on what I saw last year. So, Loyola Chicago for me in the Missouri
0: Valley. Okay. First of all, incredible. It's, you know it's a good show when two of the first three don't pick the team that went to the Final 4 and the, NBC <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the game. We got some alternate thinkers here. Uh but Miz- Miz- this Missouri State team beat of Chicago 70 to 35 this year uh, and then beat them again. They're just a bunch of, so they have this young coach that is, I think it's his first year and he's exactly the kind of coach that I would be if I was in a, a mid-major like this, just grabs transfers, baby. He, he's got, he's got high major transfers. They're all a bunch of athletes. I think they just, they just out Loyola Chicago, Loyola Chicago, and just don't let them score because they're more athletic. Um, and their top guy is this, brazilian usf transfer that you know this guy's from the favelas you think you talk about battle tested uh (laughs) this is my guy Uh, so yeah i think they're they're a four seed or uh, five seeds they're they're gonna play bradley i'm more nervous about bradley than loyal chicago but i think either way the big story for week one is no ramblers in the tournament this year
1: that is the big story. And you should be worried about, I mean, that top half of the Valley bracket, it's like, uh, what do they call the groups in the World Cup? The, the group of death. up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just looked at it again. I'm getting shivers.
2: <laughs> I think I'm getting shivers from having PTSD after Loyola Chicago beat you guys last year Tennessee. They're going to go on another run again, baby, in the Missouri Valley Conference. I don't expect them to do shit in the NCAA tournament, but give me the Ramblers.
0: Yeah. No. This this will be an awesome. This will be an awesome tournament. It sucks that Valpo isn't good anymore, though. That's sort of a one thing I was thinking about. It does. All
2: right. Northeast Conference. I I don't understand the difference between this and a colonial conference. Pretty sure that both the all the teams from each of those conferences could just switch and nobody would notice. So the
0: <laughs> conference. Uh, Bor, who you got? I mean, I tried to prepare for a lot of these but I can't, I can't lie to you guys. I just took Robert Morris because it's fun to pick, pick Bob Morris and just roll with them. And I think there are three seeds. So I'll get a couple bonus points out of this. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's them fairly Dickinson and St. Francis, the red flashers, sort of the three teams to pick. So yeah, I'm going to roll with, with, with Bobby every single, every single time. I did not roll with them. I went with
1: Farley Dickinson breast milk. That that's my pick. Um, I feel like that if you Farley's the first name, Dickinson breast milk would be a nice hyphenated last name for some sort of intellectual. Um, Isn't it? Funny? I call it Farley, you know, like Harley, whatever. Um, and the reason I'm picking these guys. You you guessed it. They've won five straight going into the tournament. They also started their year playing Rutgers and they also went into Providence as well. So they're not afraid to uh um, you know take a take a right hook from some of the other Northeast teams. Farley Dickinson, I have no clue where it is. I think it's somewhere in new in New Jersey. So I mean I couldn't tell you one thing about these guys. Yeah. But
0: Okay. Hot team. I like I get the pick. Their mascot is a chess piece. And for that reason, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what, I well,
0: what is the chess piece that that's true if it's the it's queen a it's a knight, knight. Yeah, it's it's a knight. knight. yeah knight to rook four knight to bobby First morse that. checkmate <laughs> that's 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 what we bobby. got here no it's it's
2: instead of finding bobby fisher it's finding bobby morse <laughs> so i don't know shit about the northeast conference either i think we can just skim through these guys I pick St. St. Francis because I've seen Fairleigh Dickinson at some point in the past in the NCAA tournament. Bob Morris, their biggest win the past six seven years was beating that New Orleans Noel led team, Kentucky, in the NIT. St. Francis because they're new and I have zero idea about them.
0: All right, no, I think it'll probably be one of those three. So that'll work. I mean, it's like it's a home court. Everybody should have neutral sites. And this is a home court one, so it'll be a favorite. Yeah, Ohio Valley. This is interesting. So Northeast
2: probably was the least interesting of these conference tournaments. Ohio Valley could be good feet.
0: We got this is another. I mean, I know I I, I bowed out on the Campbell Camels and Chris Clemens, but yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Ja Morant and Murray State on this one. It'd be a crime if this guy doesn't get some NCAA tournament reps at all. You know, like I can't root against that. Um, I think it's them and Belmont are sort of the two horses that can win. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Merch State.
1: I don't. I don't pick against Rick Bird in, <laughs> in this tournament. He's won 800 <laughs> games in his life. I'm pretty sure every single one. Actually, I'm not pretty sure, but it feels like every single one of those games was at Belmont. This guy, he he won't take any other job. He loves Belmont. All he wants to do is win this fucking tournament. That's what the whole point of it is. And, you know, maybe push some power five team to the limit in the first round of the tournament. But this is, this is the big leagues for him. He's been doing it for like 750 years. He's going to keep doing it no matter what kind of athlete they throw at you in Murray state.
2: Steve me, John Morant again. I'm with you, Boar. I'm all about the star players. John Moran is a lottery pick and would be a crying shame. If he didn't get any sort of shine or run in the big dance, I'm looking for him to have a Wardell Curry type performance in the big dance, him or Chris Clemens, hopefully, but I'm going to take the best player in that conference. Easily one of the best players in the entire country. And it's a great value pick at number two. And, uh, it's a great
0: way to say shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's getting like 25 10 and 5 on top they have some funny have you ever have you seen like a full murray state game
2: no i can't say i have
0: i i i randomly caught like a half they have some funny characters too. this guy number 11 can dunk just as well he's just not good at anything else and then they have this guy uh darnell Cowart, who is easily the fattest player in the league this year um <laughs> He has he kind of like a Craig Robinson, Daryl from the office, Afro. He's, he's, you, you can't, this guy's can't miss TV. So yeah, it would, it would, it would it would suck if Murray state didn't make it, but going back to what we we're talking about before, I think both these teams should make it and they probably won't be, you know, one of them's got to lose Belmont and, and Murray state and you know, some shitty team like, yeah like we we're saying Texas or God, if Indiana gets in and then you have these two teams that have like five losses and they're, they're both really, really good offensive teams. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. It's, it's dumb.
2: I agree with you, boy. We were talking at the beginning of the show actually about how it's going to be such a pain in the ass when a team like Texas or Indiana or even ASU or one of these power six schools gets the nod over a team that I think all of us would would rather watch. If Let's say if Belmont wins the tournament, we're going to get chipped at not seeing John Morant. Vice versa, I'd rather see a scrappy Belmont team as opposed to these big-name teams that just have shit their pants all, all year. So Ohio Valley is going to be a good conference tournament to watch. Let's move on to the Patriot uh, conference tournament. Who we got for?
0: For the Patriot, I will be going with, and this is – this is like, yeah, this is, I can't quit you. Uh, I'm going with the Lehigh Mountain Hawks for the third consecutive year. They lost to BU in the first round, got blown out as like a two seed. Um, they're a three seed this year. I don't know. I just like everything they're about. They score a lot. Um, I, I, Bucknell, I don't ever want to be, Bucknell dominates the Patriot League. And I don't, I don't ever want to ride with them. This is more of an emotion pick. Like you said, this isn't a numbers pick at all. Um, but they're, yeah, they're a three seed and sort of an always the bridesmaid, never the bride situation with them. They always make the finals and lose or just get upset.
1: I did go with Bucknell and I did go with Bucknell based off their, you know, their history and their success in this tournament. And I also did it because they match up with Holy Cross in the first round. And I went and pulled, pulled the schedule. I crunched the numbers. I dove into the film room. I looked at the numbers all night and I noticed that a couple of weeks ago, Bucknell actually went to Worcester, played Holy Cross, and lost. They lost to these motherfuckers. And I think that that's going to be the perfect team to kind of, you know, place in front of them, the carrot and the stick type uh, team in front of Bucknell to get them motivated um, to bounce back after that difficult loss. And they're, they're just a, they're one of those teams that knows how to win these games. I, I think Colgate, it should be, you going with Colgate? Yeah, I have so I'll, I'll I'll yield the floor to
2: Mr. Superman as as they say. Yeah, give me the two face team, baby. Colgate, uh, number one. How are we forgetting a Donald Foyle, Baby, that's why I'm <laughs> picking Colgate. <laughs> I mean, the former Warrior center, the only man out of Colgate I think who has ever played in the NBA. Maybe someone else has. I don't know, but I give think, me Colgate in the
0: Patriot League. He's the all-time – is he the all-time NCAA blocks leader? He's some ridiculous stat like that. It's blocks or rebounds.
2: I think you might be right. And (laughs) What I typically do on these programs is I like to try and think of a former alum who's not a basketball player – so not former alum, but an alum of a program who's not a basketball player who will come back and sit and watch a big-time game. Right, so I said I started this off with Scott Frost going to big uh, big time Nebraska game. I think I said Ed Orgeron was going to be at LSU versus Tennessee. Right. Okay. And I, by the way, I want to take a quick aside. The Tennessee Kentucky game that was the game I should have fucking said everyone was going to be there. Witten was there. Phil Fulmer was there. All the Tennessee legends were at that game. I could have called that, but I didn't. But anyway, I'm going to say that a Donald is going to make his presence felt. At these Patriot League
0: games. So give me Colgate and a bottle of red. Wow. Well, they're the number one team, right? So 23-year yeah. 20, NCAA tournament drought. A Donald
2: Foyle. <laughs> the foil will break it. Um, okay. Southern. I'm going to wait to see if we got any shocks here. This, this should be unanimous right now. Any surprises?
1: More.
0: It should be Cor- unanimous. Correction: Wofford. It's not unanimous oh. because as much oh. as I love Wofford, the number twenty-two team in the country, and soup, soup, all name, all name, all century team is Wofford with Fletcher McGee. Fletcher McGee. Shark, I, I told Sue this before. He's like thirty-three shy this year. Thirty made three-pointer shy of having more than my entire Providence Friar team this year. The guy just lights it up. So you got whole, Fletcher McGee just lights just it up. The whole team through. lights out. Yeah, they got this point guard uh, storm some storm Johnson or storm Murphy. Smith storm Murphy storm Murphy white guy named Storm. Yeah, he must have a hard time getting laid at Wofford. Um, but are we forgetting the start of the year when the Furman Paladins beat Nova and then beat the America's darling Loyola and now have a real? I mean they're they're not going to make the tournament if they get bounced I'm banking on Wofford being a little too comfortable they won 18 straight in conference they don't need this they don't need this tournament they're an at-large bid they're the only team that we've discussed so far that's probably an at-large bid and uh, the Furman Paladins, I think it's a military school, plays tough defense, and I'm all for it. So I'm taking them. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I
1: can't. I, I love this Wofford team. I can't wait to see them play against. I I want them to be seated low enough where they still feel like a good underdog, you know? And I, and that's why I'm kind of listening a little bit to this Furman. I would even listen to a little bit about UNC Greensboro. You know, I might, I might even fucking listen to a little bit about East Tennessee state. I'm happy if one of those teams win, because you're right. Wofford would still get in as an at large. And I'd like to see them in a uh, position where they can be a,
0: uh, they're going to be a seven. Right, if they win this thing or a six, which is um, that's your nightmare, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, then you're getting matched up with a shitty, a shitty team from a good conference. So you're gonna be playing like in Iowa. Subi's boys, I- Wofford versus Iowa. Subi, who you taking? 7-10 matchup. Who you got?
2: Lock. So this dovetails nicely into my pick. I'm taking Wofford in the Southern, mostly because I have big things coming for these guys. That's just a little taste. I got to look at the bracket, of course, but I got big things and big plans for Wofford. So in that hypothetical, I would take Wofford. I also want to harken back to their game against North Carolina. They were beating North Carolina pretty much all the way down the stretch uh, up until the last few minutes. And they lost by nine or so. It was one of those. It was your typical game where the mid-major plays their asses off and at some point was up eight or so. And then they just ran out of steam. So, I will give you love though, Boar, for the Furman pick because I completely forgot about those guys. They were ranked at the beginning of the year as well, which is pretty crazy that the Southern had two teams, two what separate teams. So,
0: but huh? I think I think the SoCon might be better than the Pac-12. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> there's the, Eastern Ten. We're not even talking about UNC Greensboro, Eastern Tennessee. they like there's four 21 teams here. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, everyone else is dog shit, but yeah. I mean, those top are good.
0: Yeah. I'm taking the Waffi. Give me the Terriers. Yeah, I probably should too. That's dumb. But say <laughs> vie. Okay. Summit. Are we going down? Yeah. Oh, come, on. You I it. It. I, come on, guys. I didn't I didn't even I didn't even look at the at who's yeah, I'm taking Mike Dom and the South Dakota State.
1: Yeah. Same. Two so, or is all right, there we go. same And, and yeah, if you're interested. listening to the show and you don't pick South Dakota State, you're a fucking idiot. Mike Donk, this guy is money. You, you need I mean he's going to be horrible against whatever team you get matches up with in the first round of the tournament, but this is when you get him right now. This is when you capitalize off
2: now Or you had said it earlier in the program that this tournament's going to be in South Dakota. Does that just ring any harrowing bells for you playing in Dayton in the first round, right? Like Dayton got a home game. Uh, in the first round of the, in the play-in game of the
0: NCAA tournament. Against- yeah. yeah, no, I mean, t- t- you have clearly the best player in the league on the best team already in the Summit uh, with, with Mike Diamond, South Dakota State, and they're playing in Sioux Falls. Like, this is ridiculous. So, yeah, of course, uh, Sue alluded to it, but <laughs> we get a play-in game. Providence Friars get a play-in game against Dayton – At the neutral site of, oh, Dayton, Uh, (laughs) which was complete dog shit. So, of course, Dayton won that game. I expect the same here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything else to even say about this? I mean, it's either South Dakota State or North Dakota State every year. North Dakota State stinks this year. The IUPFW Mastodons is a sweet mascot. That's it. I don't know.
1: We're about to go unanimous on this last pick, too. If you guys are smart
0: we all got the Zags, right? Yeah. No, I mean, the last, the last two are no brainers. Um, is St. Mary's even any good this year?
1: Ah, they suck. They got to, you know, they got to bring back Mahershal Ali.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did he go by? Uh, because his last name wasn't Ali. It's like (laughs) Marshall. (laughs) O'Rourke. Um, no, but yeah, it's, it's just stinks that there's no one putting any heat on this team. like, uh I i love like the aussie aussies and saint mary's they're just a bunch of mormons that are 26 coming back from their mission just putting a little pressure on the zags yeah. but uh not so much this year
2: i what, mean you look, you look at the lines of the every gonzaga game it's like gonzaga minus 14 and a half that's like their closest game it's so outrageous put a little pressure on them
0: yeah no it's 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 too bad um is Rui Hachimura still supposed to be like a top like He's a He's a star, man. He lottery
1: pick? And he deserves it too. I, and it. I only say this because I boy, I know you're a huge Grant Williams guy. You would you would, you know, crawl through ten you would <laughs> do for for to have a guy like Grant Williams, but Rui Hachimura was an animal against him and he gave him a very difficult time. So yeah. I, I earned some respect for that guy.
0: Well, Jay, it's just the only reason I mention is that he sort of had the, remember Svi Mikhailuk for Kansas? Oh, yeah. yeah. For years, it was like, oh, he's supposed to be like a top 15 guy, and, like, he wasn't doing anything. And then he had a good last year, and, and
1: now it seems yeah, like. Yeah, if he won Player of the Year, they announced that uh, he won Player of the Year for the West Coast. What's the conference called again? I don't even know. WCC? No. WCC. I just, yeah.
0: this is the first year I haven't been watching it every West night. I mean. Like the wow. Pangos led Zags with my lane. I was all about that. And, and then, you. you
1: know, someone said Nevada was the best team
2: on the West Coast at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm never going to fucking say ASU and Gonzaga are the best teams on the West Coast. I'm sticking with Gonzaga. Or, excuse me. Good God. Was that a Freudian slip? I'm taking Nevada still. But <laughs> before, you talk about getting McClunged. We talk about Dufresne. You're talking to two guys right now that got Hachi Murad. And we got Hachimura pretty bad. All right. Uh, Arizona was up like 12 in the first half against Gonzaga and then just got boat raced. Majority of that being because of Rui Hachimura. So that guy has a stud. Do you think they'll ever join the pack? I hope so, man. I think we need them as much, as much as it pains me to say, I think we need them.
1: I want to go officially on the record right now and say, I like Gonzaga. And I like Gonzaga's potential team. To I, I think this could be their year, if there's ever a year for them.
2: They're they're really good. They're very, very good. Um, but that's the Jerome, ladies and gentlemen. Great round, guys. I think we diversified pretty well. I think Boar's pick of uh, Furman is, might be the one that sticks out the most. But great gauntlet right there. I cannot wait to get into these conference tournaments. But time now for some hugs. Shark, I'll start with you. Who's your hug to this week? Uh, I have no clue who my hug is. <laughs> Hugless. All right, that's fine. Bor,
1: did you come prepared? Jesse Govan. I'll give it to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm only I'm only on here presumably once once this year, so I gotta give a year long hug. It's not no, really, you you'll come back next week because we gotta we gotta go over the other ones as well. That's yeah. so many. Com- There's sir, okay. All right. I'll, yeah, but there is something I needed to get off my chest. That's relevant to the, the last few seasons really of college basketball. So my hug goes to big beefy, uh, larger, fatter college basketball players. Where have they gone? You know, it's, it's sort of like where the, where have all the Cowboys gone song, but you know, where <laughs> have all the fat guys gone? Cause I mentioned some of these mid mid major. And I thought about this when you told me to get prepared to, uh, I mean, years of us watching college hoops together—Big Baby Davis, Sean May, even guards like LeVance Fields and Maddie Stainbrook. It seemed like every, you know, for years, every single real there was a good team that was out there, like a one to three seed that just had this big guy that could clear space and was super fun to watch. And I can't think of one right now, so it's too bad. I give a big bear hug to all the big basketball players out there and hopefully it comes back i don't know if this is a, uh, a thing that's the new normal with people spacing the floor a little more but it sucks i love and that hug hug to fat guys
2: the <laughs> result of not shaming which is bullshit this is what shaming has brought upon us i love that hug for. thank you for bringing that up no
0: i mean Jordair jet there's another one chock full <laughs> of these sort of wide guys that aren't around anymore um but yeah Speaking Thanks. of, this is a, re- I haven't thought of this in years. We all agreed to in 2020 or 2022, I forget. I put something in my, a, a calendar invite to you all on my phone. Wait, like it was like eight years out that we would all go to Stainbrook's and eat a dinner because he was going to be a chef after graduating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I, every day I wait for that to pop up on my phone. You know, you have a, a noon appointment at Stainbrook's. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. I do remember that. Now I was just gonna say, I'm impressed that you used Levance Fields and Matt Stainbrook in the same sentence right there. But you pulled it off. But that definitely did happen. We said that if he got got under his, you know, got on his feet, got this restaurant off the ground, we would be a, a, a customer of Matt Stainbrook. Who, if you guys don't know, he was that very fat, blonde-haired guy with rec specs that played for Xavier about three
2: years ago. He moonlighted as an
0: Uber, too, didn't he? Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, he, like ETT did. And he was kind of an odd guy, but he was like, that's just perfect for everything that March Madness stands for, is having characters like that. So hopefully it changes, but that's my hug. Shark, did you
2: want to jump in with any sort of hug? Or are you out for the. No, uh, hug? I'm good with Govan. I'll, I'll, I'll let oh, it stand. Right. Yeah, good Govan. All right, my hug, semi serious hug, Greg Odin. Greg Odin's going to graduate with a degree in sport industry this upcoming at the end of this semester. So good for Greg Oden. Number one overall pick flamed out. I think we all know the story and everyone listening knows this story, but got back on his feet and is going to graduate from Ohio State with a degree in sport industry. Um, I think we also remember him not only for being a huge bust, but that dick pic that surfaced. That thing was a big old, big old thing and dick. <laughs> So, I mean, Greg Oden can get a hug for that as well. So,
0: hug, hug for you, Greg Oden. Well done. He kind of gets a bad rap. Like he wasn't a bust; he was just broken down by the. But yeah, whatever.
2: that's fair. Yeah, I'm going to continue calling him a bust, but I'll follow it up by saying because of inju- injuries. Yeah, crucial detail. Fair so, so, this weekend, twit time. This week in 2011, Brandon Davies for BYU, he was suspended for premarital sex and coffee. Now, I don't know if coffee was the, I just added that on, but per BYU student code of conduct, can't have sex. Brandon Davies caught piping, and that was a really good BYU team. And he was a key contributor. Brandon Davies suspended, and that it was around this time too. So it was a crucial blow to BYU.
1: Horrible. And I I've spoken openly on this show about the loss of George Niang and the year that I had him <laughs> identified as a champion. Um, but really the Brandon Davies having sex as a young man, uh, loss was <laughs> tragic for BYU that year. Cause that was Jimmer for They were a phenomenal team that year. I think, um, Three C bottom left bracket. If I'm visioning it in my head perfectly, I feel you ever seen the beautiful mind, John Nash or Russell Crowe, the way he's like putting algorithms about, I I can do that with March Madness brackets where like I can figure out where they were, what year, were they top left, top right. I got that going right now. Uh, But, anyways, yeah, tough week in feet, if anything. Tough
0: week in feet. do you remember this at all? What, the the Brandon Davies situation? Yeah. yeah, it was insane. And he was like the only guy that could rebound on that team and just brutal. <laughs> hates, I hope it doesn't happen to my Liberty Flames. I think they have similar rules there. So uh yeah, we'll see. But that that's an all-time that's up there with like Mantai Teo's girlfriend doesn't exist level funny headlines that you just you just can't you just can't forget. Like it's amazing. I mean, do you think he said to himself when he got caught, like, why the
2: fuck did I enroll at BYU? I could have gone to these other schools and had sex and played basketball.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I always sort of thought, you know, like it was a kind of a wink wink deal for was he a Mormon? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm, <laughs> I'm, that's whatever. Beside the yeah, no, ridiculous story. All right, Bor.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully we'll get you back on next week to the theater goers. Enjoy Jerome. Get your picks in, baby. It's conference tournament time. It's March. Enjoy the rest of the week. Thanks, guys. My
0: pleasure.